Welcome back to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we explore EVs in small town America. I am Ben. I am an engineer for an electric cooperative in southeastern Kentucky. NRECA, NRECA, let me say that again, National Rural Electric Cooperative Association posted an article that summarized a study that they commissioned. I'll put a link in the show notes. The title is EV Owners Want Co-Ops Help on Chargers and Special Rates, and it's written by Aaron Kelly. I have access to the advisory bulletin that went along with the study, written presumably by Brian Sloboda, who is NRECA's Director of Consumer Solutions. So basically, the article is a summary of the summary. So let's dive in and see what EV owners in co-op world think. Like I said, the article is a summary of the summary bulletin, and it has a few quotes. EV owners want their utility to play a role in expanding the EV community. Now, this was written by Brian Sloboda, like I said, who presumably wrote the article, or at least wrote the bulletin. EV owners would like utilities to help make it easier to purchase in-house chargers, oh, I'm sorry, in-home chargers by offering information uh, information, rebates or installation assistance. EV owners want discounts for owning an EV and for charging off-peak. Co-ops can play a big role in educating consumer members about EVs And the article concludes with some collective characteristics of EV owners. So let's look at the study specifics. The study was actually commissioned in 2017 and was conducted by a company in Colorado called eSource. They surveyed 45 participants, 15 each from low-income, connected home, and electric vehicle categories. Not sure exactly what this means, but I am assuming that all are cooperative members. The connected home are members that have some sort of smart automation, energy management, such as water heater control or perhaps HVAC control. And it seems that only 15 are actual EV owners which I found interesting because now you're looking at two-thirds of your survey group and asking them to give a perception of EV ownership. But then again, I guess that's what I'm doing here. They screened their initial pull to get to the 45 for knowledge about EVs, and they were looking for highly engaged members. They conducted the survey over a over smartphone and they singled out nine of the participants three from each group for more in-depth video platform or interviews so after reading the summary of the report i want to look at some things that were mentioned i want to look at the educational component 
I want to look at some infrastructure things that came out of the report that were not inherently found in the article. And I want to discuss incentives for in-home charging. So first, let's look at knowledge. EV awareness in America is coming from the EV community. And that's because the owners are becoming evangelists. They are conveying their experiences to their friends. They're talking about driving the car, owning the car. We're learning from EV owners' mistakes, their trials and errors, which is great because that's how we learn from making mistakes. And they're posting all of this on not only are they face-to-face -face doing this, they're posting it on social media, so we're, we're getting information from Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook from these EV enthusiasts, these EV owners. And that's another awareness vehicle that we are getting a lot of education from is from social media. And like I said, we've got EV owners, we've got uh, groups to, that are made up of EV owners. We've got some manufacturers that have strong and active social media accounts. And then we have enthusiasts like me. Another thing that is bringing EV awareness to the forefront is media. And when I say media, it's media is a, a broad spectrum of things, correct? So websites like Inside EVs, Green Car Report, MyEVs.com, they are great at spreading the word of EV ownership. They have lots of information, and there's more websites out there other than these three, but these are the three that I, I frequent most often, almost daily. Um, we've got YouTube. YouTube is a media outlet. It's social media, I guess, too, as well. So, But YouTube, you've got channels like Fully Charged, you know, that are just dedicated to EVs. And not only that, you have websites and YouTube channels that are essentially car magazines. Now, you know, they're not dedicated to EVs, but they do cover EVs as part of the whole automobile industry. And most of everything that I have mentioned is 90% positive. So let's look at the other media, and we're talking news outlets. Now, I will say that 90% of this is negative because think about it. They're covering the autopilot accidents. They're covering battery fires. This is what they're interested in. This is what they're promoting. They're trying, consciously or subconsciously, they're trying to make EVs look bad. And then you get op-eds like the one that appeared on CNN.com from Mark Royce. I believe that's who it was, from GM. I mean, the manufacturers that are giving press conferences and this, that, and other, one minute they're for EVs, one minute they're saying EVs won't work, they can't make up their mind. I did a whole entire episode on just what the heck. I don't think that was the name of it, but it was something along those lines. Or what is it? That it. That's it. That's the episode. Uh, you can look it up. But... The manufacturers, they can't decide if they're on the EV wagon or not. So that 
makes a golden opportunity for co-ops to step in and be the educational resource that people are looking for. I mean, let's face it, the manufacturers, they're not going to do it. They're not doing it. They're not interested in selling EVs, or are they? We can't tell week to week. It's just crazy. But the co-ops can step in and be the EV voice. Now, understand, a lot of co-ops are rural electric cooperatives. So they have to adopt this small-town America EVs will work here mentality that I have, and a lot of them haven't yet. And this is why we're not seeing the co-ops step up and promoting EVs. Now, some co-ops have you know, fair-sized and even large-sized cities that they serve, and they have more EV presence than we do in southeastern Kentucky. However, all the co-ops, even the ones in the smallest areas in the smallest towns in America, need to demonstrate that these electric vehicles are something that can save their members money in the long run and benefit the co-op. Utilities need to lead the way. And I think that this is a win-win situation for both the member and the co-op. We've discussed the, the benefits that EVs can help with small-town America and keeping members' rates low and providing that beneficial electrification. Oh, one last thought on education. Podcast, or at least I hope podcast, because um, I'm wanting to be educational because I want to convey them the things that I'm learning. And I'm still learning. Day to day, I learn something new. I also want to convince small-town America that EVs will work here and that we don't need to be afraid of them. And I hope every once in a while I'm slightly entertaining. I'm going to pause here and stop this episode. Next time we'll look at the infrastructure and incentives part of this report. I have a feeling that once I get started on that, it's going to be a lengthy episode, and I wanted to keep this, you know, about average of my other episodes. So hit that subscribe button. Find me on social media at EV Diaries. Just remember, the revolution is here, and it's up to us to educate everyone else so that together we can have a fun ride. <laughs>